Today, we're gonna talk about information overload. With all the conferences, Facebook groups, podcasts, Amazon courses, et cetera, et cetera, how can you focus on what really can help your business and what is actually noise that could be potentially harmful? We're gonna talk about exactly how to do that in today's episode. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. You wanna see the size of your niche or your market, maybe how much sales overall is it generating, and more importantly, how the size of your piece of that pie changes over time. Or maybe you wanna know when there's a new mover or shaker, an up-and-comer in your niche that you need to be on the lookout for. You can monitor these things and more with Market Tracker by Helium 10. Find out more information at h10.me forward slash market tracker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon, Walmart, or e-commerce world. And now that we're in 2022, um, something that many serious sellers out there are, are very concerned about, and rightfully so, is what I like to call information overload, or a lot of people out there actually call it information overload. Now, what am I referring to? There are like a million Amazon, Walmart courses out there these days. There are so many different Facebook groups. There, there are virtual assistants, uh, shipping companies, agencies telling you information, a lot of times conflicting about why you should go you know, with them. There, there's millions of Facebook groups out there, YouTube channels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, conferences and all these things. So the question is, is like, how do you get um, away from getting into analysis paralysis because you're just going to go taking all this information and you can't actually ever get anything done. And, and at the same time, if you do come to the decision, yeah, I need to kind of like focus on something that's only going to help me. Well, how do you distinguish what uh, is going to help you with what maybe is just, you know, marketing noise or something like that? So uh, I wanted to just address some of that today. And talk about, you know, kind of like the things that that I do to kind of block out the noise and some of the issues that I see in, in this space today, because there definitely are some uh, some issues. So let's go ahead and, and do a deep dive into it. All right. So the first thing uh, we can talk about is um, let, let's just talk about Facebook groups. All right. Um, I originally learned a lot uh, about my Amazon you know knowledge you know, from way before I worked at Helium 10, you know, from, from different Facebook groups and joining Facebook groups are great. You can network uh, with people. You can ask questions if you're new. Um, you can share what's working, what's not working. Um, but, you know, for anybody who's been around the Amazon world for like the last four years, probably have noticed like me that, you know, some of these groups kind of get out of control. Now, now there are some groups out there where, you know, the originators of the group have just pretty much abandoned uh, abandon the group and, you know, they still have tens of thousands of members, but it's just a kind of a free for all for disinformation and, and people who are spamming, uh, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what, what groups, you know, those are, but then there are other groups where, you know, they're seemingly legit. They, they have full-time moderators and, and still you are like wondering like, well, is it, is everything I read here good? Or I only want to focus on maybe one or two Facebook groups. So I, I don't just get stuck, you know, reading, things all day. How do I focus on, on the right groups? And so, um, one of the most common things that people complain about nowadays is, is misinformation on replies, right? Like some, there, there'll be a, a new seller who, who, um, you know, ask a question about something and then they get replies 
from that are literally wrong, right? Um, now that new person, obviously the reason why they're asking the question is because they don't know the answer. So that new person could just look at this reply and be like, oh yeah, okay, that's that sounds reasonable. And then, but it could be something that um, can negatively affect their business, right? Uh, and how would they know? You know, how would you know? So you, you kind of want, hey, how do I know what's the best kind of Facebooks to get, uh, to get into? And this is not something new, all right? I mean, I've told you guys many times about my, how I even got hired at Helium 10. Um, this was four years ago. I hated to see misinformation in Facebook groups, all right? So I was in these Facebook groups and people, you know, in 2017 uh, were, were saying wrong things. And then I would hop in there like, no, you're wrong. Like, what the heck? You're trying to mis trying to mislead people. And it was because of me doing that and because of people giving misinformation, re replying to them that I kind of got on the radar of Healing 10. So this is not necessarily something new. It might seem like it's more widespread because groups that used to be 5,000 members now have 50,000 members. So if there was like maybe... Um, you know, five posts uh, a month that were bad. And, you know, now there's like 500 posts a, a, a month that are bad. So it just seems like it's, you know, more widespread, which just by definition of, of the size of our, uh, of this niche of Amazon, it kind of is, but, you know, per capita, I'm not sure if it's that, uh, that much more widespread than, than it used to be, but that is something that's always going to be the case. There's people who with bad in intentions sometimes give the wrong information. There's people who actually have good intentions. You know, they're they're trying to help this person, but they just they're just misinformed on what the right answer is and they give a wrong answer. So like, how do you determine that? And, and you know, to, to you new sellers out there, I'm I'm I'll be straight up, it's kind of difficult. You know, even in the best Facebook groups, you might see some some misinformation. Um but the way that you can kind of like know you know, are, are, are these Facebook groups, you know, uh, moderator, uh, moderated and things like that is, is just check, you know, do they have 24 seven moderation? You can even ask them, do you guys have 24 seven moderation, um, in here? Uh, you know, an easy way to know is how many spam posts, like original posts do you see before it gets deleted? You know, like there's people always posting like Bitcoin, um, you know, hacks or, you know, completely irrelevant things. Or, you know, hey, we're going to sell uh, all these Amazon seller tools uh, for only $10 if it's $100. You know, obviously these these are, you know, software pirates and things. Like, do you see that many of those without being, uh, without them being deleted and things like that? If so, yeah. You know what? I would just stay away from those kind of groups. If you see posts like that up for two days or even like a few hours, that must mean that they're not being watched Um you know, very often by, by moderators. And that's just a, you know, th this is an actual expense. So not a lot of groups can afford to, to have somebody moderating these groups 24 seven. Now uh, we do that in the helium 10 members, Facebook group, the uh, Amazon FBA high rollers, Facebook group. We actually pay um, helium 10 employees, not outside people, helium 10 employees 24 seven to be, to moderate these. Um, now, another thing that you, you wonder is, well, like, wait a minute, if helium 10 members and FBA high rollers are are 24 seven moderated, maybe some of the Facebook groups you're in and you still see like misinformation or things. Well, you know, things, things uh, slip through the cracks, you know, those kind of spam things or people sharing live videos that have nothing to do with it. Those under no circumstances should you ever see in these moderated groups. But this does not, you know, having 24 seven moderation does not protect completely from misinformation. Now, the first reason of that is unless you are paying 24 seven to like some Amazon expert, you know, how would, how would, you know, social media moderators know, um, you know, if this PPC tactic is, is good or not, 
I we don't expect Helium 10 employees, uh, every single one, to know those kind of things. Uh, you know, there's very few people at the company who, who would know right from wrong. Now, we actually have, you know, myself sometimes, uh, the other evangelists uh, on Helium 10, like go into the groups and try and weed out some of those. And if we see somebody giving misinformation, we'll suspend them, we'll give them a warning. Um, if we see spam or things, people breaking the rules, you know, there's zero tolerance for that. We just kick them uh, completely out. But I'll just be straight up. I don't care what kind of Facebook group you are in. Um, if it's for open membership, somewhat open membership, misinformation might happen. I mean, we have the Helium 10 Elite uh, Facebook group, right? Um, that's a completely private group. You have to be in the Helium 10 Elite program to be in there. But still, there's people who just have different differing opinions on things. And it, they have zero bad intentions, but you know they might give a, a wrong advice or something that maybe they didn't realize had changed in the terms of service. That doesn't mean the group is bad or that person is bad. It just you know means that you know not everybody knows every single thing about Amazon um, at all times, right? So again, the answer to this question is like, how do I know if Facebook groups um, you know are are good or not? Just just take a look at some of those things about how often it's moderated and and are repeat offenders still there. And that brings me to my next point. You know, a lot of times, you know, some of these things we might not even know. When I say we, I mean people in the industry, not just Helium 10, who who are in charge of of moderating groups and things, might not know that somebody is breaking the rules. Like, for example, if somebody from a group, um, you know, sees you post something and then they slide into your DMs, you know, a lot of groups that actually is against the rules. And Helium 10 and and FBA high rollers, that is literally in the terms of service at the very top of the group. That's another way you can see, is a group good or not, is if that's in the terms of service, like do not send unsolicited messages, you know, advertising your services. So, um, but think about that. By definition, DMs are, are, are private messages, right? You no, know, like we can't see who's sending who private message. The only way that group moderators would know is if you are uh, reporting them right? Reporting them to the moderator. So absolutely do that. If, if you're in any group, and I'm not just talking about Helium 10, but if you're in anybody's group and that is clearly against terms of service um, and somebody sends you an unsolicited message, report them. That's the only way that you can get that to stop it. And then you're doing a public service because if they're messaging you, I guarantee you they're messaging like 75 other uh, people who maybe are part of your network. So save them from having that unsolicited message, all right, by reporting them. Now, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people just assume, you know, since Helium 10 or or maybe you're in another group out there, oh, this is the biggest group out there. I'm getting this unsolicited DM. It must be from somebody from this group. But 90% of the time I've seen people report, it actually is not even members of, of, of the group. Uh, how do you know if they're a member of the group or not so that you know, did this spammer come from this group or not? Almost every Facebook group, I, I know Helium 10 members, uh, I'm not sure, I, I don't know too much about the other groups, but you click on members. There's something in the Facebook app and, and and also on the desktop where you can click on the members. You can actually see who is in that group. So you get a, a unsolicited DM, go to whatever group you think it came from, hit the members, type in their name, and you'll see, are they a member of that group? If they are, boom, screenshot your message, report them so you can get them um, kicked out. What you might notice is that just a lot of these groups uh, or the, the group that you think that these spammers are coming from, they're not even coming from, from that group, you know, because... A lot of us, myself included, were members of various different uh, Facebook groups. So just keep that in mind that, you know, before trying to throw, um, you know, some Facebook group under the bus, is that member really from that group or not is a good thing to uh, to look into. Um, now, 
other things about you know the Facebook group is is do the moderators like post misinformation themselves or the admins of that of that group? You know, I I would like to think that I uh, I don't as one of the uh, admins of, of Facebook group and. And believe me, if, if I ever do something that's absolutely, you know, against terms of service, you know, please let me know. I can guarantee you I'm not doing it um, uh, purposely, pur- purposely. But if you see consistently the people who are supposedly the experts of the group posting misinformation, that's another sign to kind of like, you know, stay uh, stay away from from that kind of uh, Facebook group. Now, um, so many people nowadays assume that, oh, the, the this bad, the bad players you know, the people who are doing these things like unsolicited DMs and giving misinformation, oh, they're all virtual assistants or, you know, they're all from India or they're all from Pakistan. Or if I see a, a Chinese name there, I guarantee that they're part of a, a a Chinese freight company who's trying to solicit me. And so you got to be careful with that, guys, because I, I, I don't think that stereotyping is fair and, and it's just not factual. All right. There have been people from United States, Germany, you know, Europe, Canada, um, who are giving misinformation, and, and we treat it all the same. We don't care if if you're you know from Pennsylvania or from Pakistan, or we don't care you know if, if you're from Germany or Georgia. If you're breaking the rules of the group, we're going to take action. You know, it's not uh, it's not like you know we play favorites either either side. And, and then you guys too, just be careful with sometimes the thing I've I've heard you know very insensitive things being said when people stereotype. I don't think you guys all do it on purpose, but just keep that in mind. It's not nice to stereotype, right? And not just the fact that it's not nice to stereotype, but usually you're completely wrong because somebody from a certain country could have great advice. Somebody could have bad advice. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It happens across. Uh, the board. So, so, so be careful um, with, you know, just, just with how you, you know, get in the groups and the things uh, you say, because it's not like one country is more or less as far as the bad players than, than the other, it can happen anywhere. Um, uh, A couple of other uh, things I, I, w- I want to talk about is, and this is the tough one. This is the tough one. And I can't speak for other groups, but I'm, I'm assuming it's a very similar thing in other groups is people sometimes want to make a name for themselves. And even if they're not actively spamming you or advertising their services or, or DMing you, right. Um, what I've seen happen sometimes is they do it indirectly where everybody out there with half a brain knows that this person is just advertising for their services, right? They, they do it in very slick ways. And you gotta be careful about this, um, where they'll post like, you know, screenshots, and they don't advertise their service. They, they don't say, hey, go to this website, you know, sign up for my services. But they say, oh, I just want to share with you guys a big success for one of my clients. Look at this. So, like, are they really advertising? They kind of are. And we all know that, like, oh, my clients or my students did this or my student. Let me show you the screenshot from my student. And so the problem we have is, it's like, what do you do about this? You know, l- let me tell you, I used to do that. But I'll tell you right now, I did not have the intention of trying to make it a, a, a name for myself as far as trying to get clients. Like I wasn't hoping somebody would DM me and I can get a, a, a client because as you guys may or may not know, I used to be a consultant, uh, basically like a virtual assistant for Amazon sellers before I worked at Helium 10. I'll tell you right now, I didn't, I never um, signed up one person in the history of my pre Helium 10 days as a client of mine that came because of my advertising on Facebook. My only clients I had were like personal friends or people from masterminds and, and my, my groups were like, 
95% of my, my business probably came from like less than 10 people, right? Um, so there's a case where I would post things and I had zero ulterior motives. I, I actually did not want to sign up anybody. I, what would happen was I would get 30 DMs by people saying, hey, can I hire you? Those 30 DMs, I would say no to every one of them. I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not really looking to hire any more clients. But then how do you really know, right? How do you know if somebody was was doing it just to try and help people or if somebody's doing it because they're hoping for DMs or they're trying to promote themselves? It is a thin line and it is very hard. And, and I'll tell you right now, I don't care if it's Helium 10 members or whatever group you're in, there is no admin or, or moderators who have that exactly down to a science, right? Where how you can distinguish. Now, there are some where it's just blatant, right? Where, hey, here, here's my client. And they, they give no real valuable information. So like, for example, in Helium 10 members, if somebody is doing that and it gets reported and we, we take a look at it, we ask ourselves, is this person really just trying to help other people or just trying to, or just trying to like hope that they get DMs? And, and it, for us, a lot of times it's easy. Right, you, you can see the, the telltale signs like, hey, my client did this, but there's no real strategy given there. They're like, they're just trying to show off. And so, yeah, we'll just delete those. I'll tell you that right now, we, we delete those uh, as much as we can. But then there are some where they're, they're like, oh, I know this guy, he's kind of a decent guy, but you know, like, why did they post this? You know, like, it, are they just trying to help people or are they trying to, to, to make a name for themselves? And, and let me just say, making a name for yourself is not necessarily a bad or unethical thing. It's marketing. You market yourself, right? But you just got to, you know, I'm, I'll, my, my message to you marketers out there is, you know, don't do it in other people's Facebook groups, you know, especially if it's against the rules. You just do it in an upfront way. You know, there's nothing wrong with making a name for yourself or wanting to get your name more known. But don't do it where you reply to every single post in a Facebook group, even though you don't even have a real answer, but you just want to kind of get your name out. That's not the right way to do it. And then if you are trying to, 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 to market, just be upfront with it. You know, I've told you guys a story before about when I was a Zumba fitness instructor and I wanted, I started a YouTube channel. I wanted to make myself more memorable. Right. And so that people remember me, even if they don't remember my name and, and I had a shtick as it were. And so I created this character called crazy sock TV. That's who I was. I wasn't Bradley. Son. I was crazy sock TV. I, I was the crazy guy who'd wear a sock on my arm and then one sock on only one leg that was super colorful and do these crazy videos. And so like, that's how I got known got tens of millions of views, but I was very upfront with it. Every time people would ask me like, why did you do the crazy sock TV? I was like, Hey, I'm, I just want to be memorable. You know, like anybody can make Zumba videos, but I, I just want to make myself kind of uh, memorable. I was very upfront with it. So if you're upfront with it, then, you know, you, you it, it's good. But if you're one of those sneaky people who's just has these tactics on, on trying to always reply to post just to get your name out there or, or make posts that really aren't helpful to people, Believe me, guys, people can see through that and we can see through that and we'll, we'll block you. But it's not 100% because sometimes people are so good at it, you don't really know what this person's intentions are. So, so that's my first thing. I just like a question for you guys out there. Um, you can make a post about this in the Helium 10 members group, but I really want to know your viewpoint. What would you like for like our group or any Facebook group out there? Like, how do you want those kind of posts moderated? Do you just want to say, you know what? We can never tell the person's, um, intention. So if, if somebody is a service writer or agency or virtual assistant, um, or anything like that, just not have them post at all, like initial posts that are kind of showing off things or, you know, the, the flip side of that is there might be some legit good strategies that we might miss out on 
because we don't know what that person's intentions are. So I'm just curious, wh which direction do you think Facebook groups could go? You know, make a post in the Helium 10 members group and, and, and let me know. We'll just make one post and people can reply there. All right, so, so that's Facebook groups. Um, there, there's no number in my opinion about how many Facebook groups you should be active in to, to get a good variety. Um, maybe three or four because it can get to a point where, um, where you don't have time to go through all the posts. So I'm not sure if three or four is a great number, you know, maybe for you it's five or six. I'd be curious to get your, uh, your opinion on that. Um, in general, how do you know, you know, which blogs to read or that you subs uh, should subscribe to, or which podcast, um, you should subscribe to? Um, it's hard, you know? It just look at the things they say. If they say nonsense things like, oh yeah, the A10 algorithm is is in effect and it's it's kicking our butts or things, you gotta know that there is no such thing as the A10 algorithm. All right. I don't know if that was started as a joke or somebody like legitimately thought there was a such thing as the A10 algorithm. I mean, A9, um, unless I'm just having a brain fart here, you know, that's like the name of the one of the subsidiaries of of Amazon, right? is the, the the people who make up the algorithm, the company is actually called A9. And so people, you know, kind of said, oh yeah, this is, we, we, they just made up a name of A9 algorithm, which, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with making up names. We, we, I make up names a lot. Maldives Honeymoon, you know, Amazon community has made up names. Indexing was kind of made up by Manny Coates back in 2016. Um, the honeymoon period, that's not an Amazon term, but everybody knows these are kind of made up terms. But if you see podcasts and blogs trying to like publish things as, oh yeah, this is official. There is an A10 algorithm, you know, um, that, that's probably a sign that this is not a great source uh, of information. You know, if people are not upfront or they try and push things as fact that is just opinion or, or they trying to make the new names seem like these are official things that that Amazon ha has released. So just be careful uh, of things like that. But, um, you know, there's 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 tons of great blogs out there. And I'm not just talking about the Helium 10 blog, which, you know, in my opinion, obviously is the best, but there's, I read other blogs too, you know, not, not even Amazon related. So, but again, slow your roll so that you don't get caught in information overload. All right. If you subscribe to like 17 different blogs, that might not be a good move. Even if all 17 of those blogs have nothing but good information. All right. You've got to have a balance between the information you take in and then the action you take. Ooh. That could be like one of those Instagram story, like quotes or something. I, I just forgot what I said. So I, I can't even repeat it. I'm gonna have to watch the replay of what I just said, but that sounded pretty good. But, but it, it's true. It's true. People sometimes say, oh, there's no such thing as too much good information. Well, guess what the guys there is when it comes at the cost of you actually taking action. Holy crap. Was that another quote that I just did? Oh my goodness. I'm full of quotable things today, but, um, but it's true, you know, you could sit there and listen to all the best podcasts in the world, but is it really of value to you if you don't actually take action on what you're learning? So again, find your sweet spot, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody's different. Like if you have a full-time job, your sweet spot might be, hey, I can only listen to one podcast or one blog, you know, a week. That might be it. If you have all the time in the world, maybe that number is like six or seven or eight. Find that sweet spot about how much good information can take in without it actually uh, coming at the cost of, of not taking uh, action on your Amazon or Walmart uh, business. Um, for me, like I, I honestly don't listen to any other podcast anymore other than, you know, AMPM podcasts and, and, and our own uh, because I don't drive anymore. 
I used to listen to tons of podcasts, you know, not just, you know, Amazon really, actually mostly not Amazon related because I would drive an hour each way to work. Now at Helium Tens a remote company, I literally barely drive at all. Um, matter of fact, I, I need to cancel my Audible account because I used to listen to like a bunch of Star Wars and Star Trek books and things like that. Uh, but since I don't drive, I, I just don't listen to podcasts anymore. Um, but anyways, you know, find out what are the good podcasts. Like who has the guest that you can most relate to or who has guests that almost always talk about things that you're interested in. What happens sometimes is 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 that, you know, maybe all of the guests that somebody has, they, they, you can't really relate to them. Like if somebody's has nothing but Etsy guests and you never want to sell on Etsy, well, you know, probably don't listen to that podcast, right? Um, and so, you know, there's some advice too about which information on podcasts and 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 blogs you should do. Make sure there's accurate information. They're not making up things without being upfront uh, about it. That, that they're not still telling you things that are out of date. Like like, hey, go go run a search find buy campaign for 100% rebates and then ask for a review. I mean, like you see that kind of stuff. You know, run for the hills, right? I'm going back to what I uh, was talking about earlier with some people saying, oh, it's virtual assistants or things that are ruining Facebook groups or things like that. First of all, it's not necessarily. But the, the common next question is, well, how do I know who are good virtual assistants versus who are ones that are new and don't really know what they're talking about? And it, that's a very, very valid question. And especially if you're a newer Amazon seller, it might be hard. You know, even though, you know, some of the worst virtual assistants out there, if you're new, guess what? They still probably know more than you. And and you would not know any different that something they say is right or wrong. So um, I'm not going to go too much into detail on that. That's why I did the episode, the previous episode. Um, look at the episode I just did with Sakib Azar, uh, who, who leads uh, the Enablers group. I had him on to ask all these questions like, how do I know who's a good virtual assistant or not? What should I hire them for? Um, instead of me going into that here, you know, just take a listen to that episode and and you can get hopefully all your questions uh, answered as, as far as that goes. But here's what I say to everybody who first asked me, you know, yes, I like uh, virtual assistants. I myself was one at, at one point. Yes, there are great sources of them, like the enablers uh, group, like, um, you know, there's, there's good people on Upwork and, and Fiverr and, and um, online jobs in the Philippines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my first thing I always say is, is try and learn it yourself. I only say, hey, go out to hire an agency or a virtual assistant to help with your time management. If you're new, I would highly recommend doing it yourself first, all right? Can a, a professional do a better job with PPC from day one than you could on day one? Probably, I would very well much say yes. But one of the problems is if you don't learn every aspect of your Amazon business first, right? How do you know if this person you hire is even doing a good job? You don't, right? Especially if you never learn it, they could be giving you some report on your PPC and and that this 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 is oh this is great stuff we're doing awesome and you'd be like oh okay cool yeah I don't know any better right so I highly recommend guys learn this stuff yourself first with Helium Ten especially those of you who are Helium Ten members you've got all of the education that you need to get a good basis I mean this is the education that even six and seven and eight figure sellers are still going to. So you think that if they find it interesting and valuable that you as a new seller can't, we give you A to Z with the freedom ticket. So those of you who are in Helium 10, um, make sure you've gone through all of the, the freedom ticket to understand everything. And that gives you a solid base. And and people have said, you know, or my people have said, my, my dad used to say this, he, he had a saying, uh, experience is better than brains, right? 
even if you have a bad experience, but if you did it yourself, you learn so much from that as opposed to just book knowledge, uh, as I say. Freedom Ticket is kind of like book knowledge, very important, gotta learn the basics, but experience teaches you so much. So before hiring an agency, before hiring a virtual assistant, and again, there's nothing wrong with either of those, all right? Nothing wrong with either of those. We, I have a lot of great friends who are, who are virtual assistants, who are, who are agencies. Try and do it yourself first, uh, is my opinion, and then you'll be able to better distinguish uh, who are, are the good ones and who are the bad ones. You'll know what to ask them, like the questions to ask, like, hey, here's a scenario, agency virtual assistant you know my my uh a cost on this uh is this and my click through rate is this you know what would you do if this or x y or z happened and you can make a much better decision on if they're good or not by by how they answer because you you can actually know if they're answering in a in a you know in a wise way or not um, so what do we talk about so far we talk about Facebook groups we talk about agencies um we talked about virtual assistants by the way, we're highly, highly expanding out for the next few months, our trusted partner directory. Um, but depending on when you're listening to this, it might be called something differently, uh, but you can go to like directory.helium10.com. And these are people uh, that came from suggestions from our elite members and from our own network at, at who are kind of um, some of the best in the game at what they do, be it uh, eight, um, uh, Amazon management agencies, PPC agencies, of freight companies, inspection companies, uh, you know, graphical uh, companies, photography studios, etc. Directory.helium10.com. We 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 vet these as well as we can. Now that that being said, you know, sure, maybe we get a bunch of good um, reviews, and then the people turn out to not be so great. Well, if that happens, we'll we'll kick them out of the directory. But that's a great way to start if you do need to to hire an agency or something like that uh, down the road. Um, courses. You know, uh, there are a lot of great courses out there, not just Helium 10s. You know, I took a bunch of courses You know, before Helium 10 even had a course when I first learned Amazon, right? Um, and so, like I said before, though, the, 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 the danger is that if you just take courses and never take action, how valuable are those courses really to you? So if you are a Helium 10 member, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, you've got the Freedom Ticket course, which by itself uh, costs $1,000 if somebody were to go to freedomticket.com. But if you're a Helium 10 member, you got full access to that for free. So you should be um, taking advantage uh, of that um, uh, of that course. So, so again, um, most of you will be just fine going to, through with the Helium 10 uh, Freedom Ticket course. I mean, it's it has the most uh, modules out there of any of the, the larger courses. You know, we've got over 100 modules there, um, 30, 40, 50, 60 hours of training, uh, not just from us or from Kevin King, but we, we invite a lot of people that are uh, not even on the payroll of Helium 10 experts and well-respected people uh, in the field to give uh, modules um, on this. So, so definitely uh, make an effort um, to 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 take in the freedom ticket course. But if you have extra time, you want to get a, a more specific course. Like I want a PPC only course, or I'd love to have a deep dive into you know keyword research. There's other great courses out there. You know, absolutely there are great courses. But how do you know if they're good or not? You know, we'll we'll see when was it made. Is it frequently updated? You know, like Helium uh, Freedom Ticket 3.0 just came out a few months ago, and even even since then we, we've updated we've updated modules, added modules, taken off modules as things are now not um, in concordance with with the terms of service or or as things develop on Amazon or Walmart. You know, we'll go ahead and update it. But if you see a course out there, and it's like the same exact thing that has been there for three years. 
guess what? That course probably is not going to be very beneficial for you because as we know, things on Walmart and Amazon change all the time. So go with one that is frequently updated. Um, is there a, a too much to pay or not enough to pay for a course? No. I mean, I know there are some four, five, six thousand dollars courses out there. A lot of people have taken those and been successful. So I'm not going to say, oh, just because it costs thousands of dollars, it's not going to be good. I mean, think about it. If, if a course costs six thousand dollars, but from what you learn from it, you end up making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, that course was worth it, you know. So, so there are some expensive courses out there that are good. But if there are courses that require you to like put something up front, or hey, we'll you know we'll do this if you put this money uh, in escrow, or or you give us this kind of money, we'll we'll do this or that. You know, I'd be wary, uh, weary, weary, weary. I'm not sure what the word is there, but uh, uh, of those kind of uh, of offers. So um, you know, know what you're getting into first. Of of course, if anybody has a money back guarantee, that's always a good thing. You know. Uh, especially when, once the price gets higher, you know, usually once you get into the course, you'll know within the first like few modules, like, ah, th- th- this is, this is garbage. It's not for me. So it's good that if there is a money back guarantee, you can, you can take advantage uh, of that. Um, so, so, so that would be one thing to, to look at, L- look at who are the creators of the course. What's the reputation in the space? Are, are there a lot of reviews that talk about how good or bad the course is? Is this person only an Amazon seller from like four years ago and is still basing their information off of what worked four years ago? Or are they actually in the game now? These are all kind of things that you should consider before paying money or even getting a free course. You know, I don't care. We're not just talking about money here. It could be a free course on Udemy, right? But it's not going to be worth your while if it's completely um, out of date. Another thing is conferences. You know, the world, knock on wood, is hopefully going to be getting back to normal again over the next few months, and that means more Amazon conferences. I mean, you know there's a lot of Amazon conferences when even during the pandemic there's still Amazon conferences. So you you can just imagine how it's going to be once things open up again, right? How do you know which ones to go to? Um, Personally, I think, like, anything that's local – is a good bet to go to. You know, like if there's a if there's a conference in Vegas and you live in Vegas, you should probably go to it. You know, but if it's free, but if it's expensive, like yeah, you gotta like know like should I pay money for for this event? Same kind of stuff that we've been talking about today. Look who's putting it on. Look who the speakers are. You know, find out people who have gone to previous ones and ask them if they think it's beneficial. For me, the actual most beneficial thing, which is why sometimes I'll go to a bad co- a conference or something, is I go not for the you know, the seminars that they're going to give, but I go for for the networking. Because regardless of how the conference is, um, there's going to be good Amazon sellers who go to that you can meet and build your network. I mean, that, that you know, I've told you guys many times the story of how my I can owe my whole my my whole Amazon journey kind of to this one conference that I went to and I met people there that I'm still connected to to this day. So so networking is really great. Like maybe the Prosper Show, for example, coming up in March. We're, we're going to be out there. We're going to have a Helium 10 social. We're going to rent out this big club for another big social, and you can meet people. I know a lot of people who don't go to Prosper, but they go to Prosper, as in they go to Vegas, just so they can like meet the people at the different meetups. Because every big conference, they usually have lots of meetups that, that people organize. And sometimes the best information you can get is by networking with other people. Now, there are courses out there like Prosper that actually have really good seminars. So if you can afford it, by all means, you know, um, buy a ticket to Prosper, sit through the uh, the seminars, and I guarantee you're going to learn a, a couple of things. I have never not learned uh, things at any conference I have, have been to. But if you can't afford the ticket to a conference, still consider going, especially if you live in the area, because the networking that you can get before and after these e- events, sometimes this can be even more valuable than the, the seminars themselves. So um, 
we're going to be attending a, a number of conferences domestically and internationally in 2022. Um, so, you know, if we ever announce it, you know, it would be great to meet you in person. Come out to come out to it. Uh, we'll definitely be at Prosper. We have the um, Sell and Scale conference that we are putting on in Vegas in September. Uh, there will be more information coming on that. That'll be hands down the most epic, epic Amazon conference ever done. And I've been to like a lot of them and I don't want to, I'm not putting any other conference down. Those conferences I've been to that were big were amazing. Love them. But we're just taking it to another level uh, with the sale and scale. So you guys are going to be blown away when, when more details come out about, about that. But again, maybe going to a conference twice a week around the world might not be a great thing. All right. Moderation is key. Don't do things. Again, the theme of today is don't do things that come at, no matter how good they are, that come at the cost of actually taking action. So find what number works for you. Make sure that if you do go to these things that you do participate in the networking events. All right, guys. So I hope um, this has been helpful with those of you struggling with information overload, with analysis paralysis, with not being able to distinguish the good from the bad. I'm sorry that sometimes in these cases, I didn't give you like a clear black and white answer because the fact is that there isn't a black and white answer for some of these these questions. Um, it de depends on you, the individual, and there are just some things that there's not a clear direction on, like you know how to distinguish the the scammers from the non-scammers in a Facebook group. All right, so sometimes you can tell easily, sometimes you can't. Uh, but I hope that you found this uh, valuable. I would love, love, love to get your feedback on this. So please, you know. Let me know. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to post this in the uh, Facebook group, the, the, like a link to this episode in the Helium 10 members Facebook group. So find this link and then, um, you know, reply right there on anything in this episode that you, you'd love to, to, to give me feedback on. Um, and maybe there's something in here I didn't, uh, I didn't cover. Well, let me know in there and, um, and I'll, I'll be happy to reply and maybe include it in a future episode. So again, guys, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget uh, to subscribe to all of our podcasts, AMPM podcast, Serious Sellers podcast, mainly on Apple podcast app. If you have an iPhone or if you don't have an iPhone, you can always try Spotify as well. Leave a review. If you haven't, let us know what you like uh, about this episode or what you don't like. You know, we'd love to, we'd love to get your feedback. It helps us, uh, you know, to keep this show as relevant as possible to you. If you guys are not Helium 10 members, you don't know what this freedom ticket or some of these other things uh, are that you're that we're talking about, you know, make sure to sign up at helium10.com. You can sign up for a free account. Uh, if you want to hop in right away, start taking freedom ticket, you can use the discount code SSP10, SSP10, in order to get 10% off for life on your Helium 10 account. So guys, thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.